Get started. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good afternoon, Europe. Good morning, Americans. And welcome to Rock Radio Asia Web3, motherfuckers. Your daily show dedicated to Web3, NFTs, latest news, hot topics, and on the menu today. We've got Gary V, Poopy, 12-fold, Sotheby's, D-Gods Ordinals, and, and, and more Ordinals with special guests, Moon Quacks. We do the show every weekday, Monday to Friday, 10 p.m. UTC plus 8 or 10 a.m. Eastern Time and 2 p.m. London UTC. As always, a very warm welcome to you, ladies and gents from all over the world, as you join us on this adventure to build the biggest, the greatest, and the baddest Asia Web3 community there is. My name is Wacky. I am your host under our brand PewCast. We are official content providers of Rug Radio Asia. The sun is shining. It is Friday today. The weekend is here. Yes, yes, yes. My co-host, he is wild as ever. Went to a mad rave last night. Takes a, pe- a picture with the DJ. Turns out that DJ is another brother of ours. He's also a brother of GW. We've all got the same hairdresser. His name, Puke Rainbow. How you doing, brother? <laughs> bro i have to say the more i meet new people these days i feel like if you're bald you definitely have a unique character that's it like you know me you gdub cryptovius like once we talk only one time we know like you know what this is my brother and that's it so i believe the balls are getting united bro. <laughs> that's it man you know you you've got no hair you're cool that's just as simple as this <laughs> yep, yep. All right, guys. Welcome to Asia Web3 Motherfuckers, powered by PukeCast, the rock radio of Asia Space, where we only have one goal in mind is to build the most joining Web3 communities among the Asia countries and to unite everyone under one roof. And I'm excited today because finally, bro, we have Moonquacks with us today. And I'm going to throw this question to you. That's it. So, I know, bro, like, you know, you purchase an NFT project, which is on Ethereum, and then you will get airdrop on Bitcoin, right? Ordinals. So the question yes. is this, basically, yes. right? What, if you are not buying, I want to know why, but within like one to two weeks, will you mint a Ordinal project? Yes? No? Why? Ooh, this is a good question. Like, as if... Will I actually spend BTC on? Well, so actually, what I didn't tell you is that, well, no, you do know this. I did mint an Ornal project on, what is it, a gener- generative XYZ, those robots that uh, actually, Karmic, uh, kindly, thank you, you referred to us. So I have actually minted an Ornals project, as a matter of fact. <laughs> um, now, will I spend, if your question is, will I spend 10 grand on a DGOS Ordinal? Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Oh man. Um actually one of the topics of the day is um the the twelve fold ordinals have started getting listed on um I'll I'll show it to you guys. It's called it's called ordinals.market and none of those have sold for more than what they were minted at. So it's uh gonna be interesting to see how that pans out. Yeah, yeah. All right. Just throw the question around. I want to know like Man, like you and Gdub, basically, you can't answer the question because you are already into it, right? And Kamek, most probably he is because he was kind of like shilling you the audience project, right? <laughs> he was. He was. But I don't know if he minted it. Did, Kamek, did you mint? Did you actually mint? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If I send you a project, it means I mean uh, 100%. And this was a free mint also. And we can talk about this because the Magic Eden releases uh, its marketplace on March 21st. The Ordinals Marketplace. Yeah. I pinned oh, it. snap. 
Oh, wow, wow, wow. Magic Eden pulling good moves, man, there. Look, it's happening. This ordinal thing, whether we like it or not, it's happening. It's, uh, it's a trend. It's moving. And uh, people are jumping on that bandwagon. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's, let's throw to... Whether you're on it or not. <laughs> okay, so, so, so the thing is, if, if I can purchase using if... I'll definitely on board like the projects that I like. But right now, I don't hold like most of my holdings. It's in other currency, not in Bitcoin. So if you want me to, for <laughs> example, you know, mint something using Bitcoin, then I, I don't know. It's it's kind of like a struggle, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, as long as you don't have to create a BTC wallet or no one knows wallet, and you can pay the ETH, then it's all good. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Which you can. You can. You can uh, uh, from, uh, generative. Uh, I sent. Uh, it's mostly about art, uh, Waki. And uh, since yesterday, you can pay with ease on secondary, and that will definitely push the volume. Here you go. They know, man. They know. I hear you. And a lot of the NFT players are like this. So it's happening. It's happening. But let's hear from Moonquacks. How are you doing, Moonquacks? Welcome to the stage. We'd love to hear from you. Hey, morning, guys. Man, I'm loving this energy. Jeez. Early here, so uh, <laughs> it's kind of a shock here. All this. Where where are you? I'm in Seattle, Seattle, Washington. Oh yeah, it is early for you. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're waking you up like this a little bit. Morning, wake up. You know, good morning. <laughs> <laughs> so, have you bought? Have you already bought many other ordinals other than Moonquacks? <laughs> um, you know, I haven't, but Ved has. He's gotten on the deep end. He's the developer. So he and I kind of go away a bit back. We try to start up together um, and uh, he's, you know, super smart. He's got like multiple PhDs. And so he's been really into the technology. And so I think he's purchased quite a few himself, um, pretty early inscriptions and, you know, all the popular projects. So, yeah, but I haven't, I think I've got uh, the Justin Arbersano when he did his edition drop. Um, and maybe a nice. Bitcoin punk. Um, I'll have to double check, but yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you, you're serious. I mean, you got the Bitcoin punk. This is, this is the good one. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think I got lucky. I remember when that was, uh, those were getting inscribed and people were selling them, uh, you know, just trying to flip them quickly. And so I was like, well, it seems like it's going to, if this takes off, this might be interesting. So, um, and that was actually, actually very cool. Very cool. Well, I was going to say, that was actually the inspiration ahead, for doing, um, moon quacks, you know, so to get that, you know, on the, uh, on ordinals as well. Awesome. Well, look, we cannot wait to hear more about this. Uh, we'll, you know, run through a few news, get you involved as well in the meantime, and then we'll just dig into Mooncracks very shortly after. Yep, yep. And guys, Wacky just pinned up the post. So, you know, would you buy an Ordinals project anytime soon? Yes, no, why? And I would love to hear your input on it because, man, like everybody's talking about it. So which project should you buy, which you shouldn't buy? Uh, I just want to know your thoughts on it because right now, right now, I'm seeing like if like man, dude, wacky. Like yesterday, we have the Digos people on on reverse, right? And if that project was on Eve, maybe maybe I would be interested to buy it. But man, like you know, you need to have you need to purchase BTC and stuff like that. It feels such a hassle, man, bro. <laughs> you know this. <laughs> Man, how are we going to onboard the first million users if we cannot move from ETH to Bitcoin, man? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I'm the, I'm the uh, kind of like the obstacle, right? 
Shit. Come on, man. You need to be at the forefront of technology, man. You're like, eat Bitcoin, easy. Eat to Seoul, easy. Eat to Arbitrum, there's an airdrop coming up, easy. You know, we need to be right there on the ball, baby. <laughs> all right, all right. So, guys, today I'm excited because, you know, we have Mooncracks as our guest speaker. So, as usual, like, retweet the space because, I don't know, maybe we have some things to give out at the end of the show. So, stay tuned right till the end and let's kick off something with the GM news. But today, it's only the G because the M is busy flying. He didn't do anything, bro. <laughs> all right, G, over to you because, actually, I don't have my roadcast and my music right now. So, G-Dub, over to you with the TradFat update. All right. Thank you, Wacky GMGM. Today, it is Happy Friday, 17th of March, 2023. As you know, global macro events still affect crypto prices. So, here is a short summary on TradFi. So, to the U.S. markets, S&P 500 up 1.7%. It's all green. NASDAQ up 2.5%. And the major tech stocks up 3.6%. Europe FTSE 100 is flat. Um, And then over to Asia, as I called out yesterday, is all green. So Hong Kong is up 1.6%. Japan up 1.2%. Singapore up 0.9%. China Shanghai up 0.7%. And Korea also up 0.7%. Okay, a few keynotes from around the world. Um, ECB, European Central Bank, um, did end up increasing their interest rates by 0.5%. This is as expected. Um, And then over to Hong Kong and China, uh, Baidu, so that's the Google equivalent. Um, The share price jumped nearly 14% after more positive enterprise interest on their AI chatbot. So note that yesterday... Baidu's uh, share price dropped 6% because they had a disappointing demo, but now they've, uh, they've sort of shorted up with more positive news, so the share price has jumped up again. Um, also in China, um, they've cut their bank's reserve ratio by 0.25%, so now it's uh, 10.75% for big banks. So this means that um, of all the customer deposits, they only need to hold 10.75%. Um, just a note that all the banks in the world globally, all the regulated banks have to follow a certain um, percent of different levels of liquidity. Um, you know, so some some uh, high liquidity, they need a certain percent and low liquidity, certain percent. Um, it means it's all fractionalized. It means that if any bank has a full bank run, then they will all go under. It's not just the SVBs of the world. Okay, so um, they did this to allow more liquidity to be injected back into the economy. Okay, so that's the TradFi update today. Back over to Puker and Wacky. Over to Puker and Wacky. Lovely. Thank you, G-Dub. Yep. <laughs> yeah, all right. So today we will dive straight into the news. Man, yesterday it was a heated argument, bro. Like, not heated argument, but the news was so juicy because it's all about fart, 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 and fart. Right right now, it's day two. It's the response to the fighters. So 
Bro, Wacky, which news do you want to dive in? Because, man, we have tons of things to talk about. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Let's go. Let's go in order with... Uh, let, let, let's go with Gary V. Let's go with Gary V. <laughs> oh. All right, all right. I'll, I'll go with Gary V. Uh, right. with so, Gary v. Basically, you know, so, basically, you know... Basically, you know... Wacky, I think you need to mute your mic, bro. Yo. I think you need to mute your mic, bro. Okay. It's... <laughs> No, no. So, so the thing is this, right? Um, when you mute your mic and then when I speak, it doesn't have an echo. But when you open and then I speak, it has an echo. So we, oh shit, man. We we got it. We got. I mean, it's it's Twitter, man. It's Twitter. I mean, it's, it's Twitter, man. This is so weird. <laughs> All right. So basically, you know, yesterday we talked about this, and guess who decided to join in the fun? It's Gary Wee. So I saw this post today, this morning. It kind of like blew up uh, right now. It has 31k views. So that's I mean, like tons of people is you know taking a look, checking it out. And the thing is this. So he said, you know, this guy. Honestly, I'm not in the WeFriends ecosystem. So anybody of you guys here who is in the WeFriends, do come up and check it out. But basically, this guy is called Post Veron, all right? So his, his handle is Legend. And uh, when you click on it, man, he's like 30, 38k followers. So maybe he's something, somebody, right? He said, taught your entire fan base how to buy your product. And this is what I get. You're a top-level grifter. And I would like to say it's been a pleasure, but it hasn't been lately. Enjoy grifting your following into a slow rock destination. Tag Gary Vee. So basically what happens is this. Gary Vee sent him a DM and said, you know what, I'll be uh, removing your verified role because all you do these days is just fart the project. Right, and he says like you know he posts negative stuff on social media. He said you know he do like you know negative parody vibes. Um, basically Gary V has this book right, and right now they call it like book scams and stuff like that. And he said you know to be honest, I know it is mostly, uh, most likely not even that big of a deal to you anyway. As a role in Discord doesn't defy you. Yeah, uh, you will always be entitled to your feelings, opinion, but you know basically it's like you know you can continue fat, but um. I'm not going to verify you as a holder. You can hold it, but you know what? We're not going to be in this card. That's it. So, I don't know, man. Like, right now, we're seeing last year when NFT was like, you know, everything good, right? A lot of people demand so much thing from the founder, right? They say, you know, oh, our founder cannot sleep, this and that, this and that. But these days, I'm seeing like founders actually trying to come back and flame back or, you know, kind of like attack back their holders. So, what do you think about this, Becky? Man, <laughs> first of all, I think it's I think it's pretty funny. Um, second thing, I I don't know what is the right way of dealing with someone like this that is clearly disgruntled. Turning them off is clear. It doesn't seem to be like the right thing to do because obviously it it clearly means that you cannot handle or you're scared or you're trying to hide stuff, right? Um, because look, as he says, Post Verone is totally entitled to his opinions. And also, some of his opinions might actually be pretty correct. You know, I mean, there are some things that Gary promised that never happened. I mean, um, apparently, at the last VCon, something was ha- supposed to happen with Snoop Dogg. There was a drop, whatever, but that never happened. Apparently, I don't remember the exact details, but bottom line, it still hasn't happened. And people from last year are still waiting for it. So it's not the first time that people promise things and they don't deliver. And I think that's where the frustration comes from. Is it okay to then shut people down like this? I think not. 
but then again everybody deals with fud their own way so it's i I find it very interesting now this is in stark contrast with what poopy did yesterday or actually today in reply to all of the negative comments that came out from his initial message right did you did you see i think some guy in the pr department was like uh poopy that probably wasn't the best uh tweet you might want to revise your attitude here a little bit no, no. The, the thing is this. I saw about it, right? And uh, Poopy did actually respond, which is, you know... So, the, the funny thing is this. He says, like, guys, guys, guys. Like, Poopy hardly respond. The fact that he respond is considered good. But he kind of, like, basically respond in a way that he didn't respond anything. Like, honestly, <laughs> it doesn't give any difference. Because it's like, Dudas is still isn't an NFT project. Um, you know, we will not care if you are somebody that is motivated by financial gains. Like, what the fuck, bro? <laughs> NFT space <laughs> is always motivated. That motivated. If I, then why do you join the NFT space? Like, just become a Web2 business. But he wants to milk from Web3 and cannot handle the responsibility of what ha- Web3 handled back to him. I mean, like, he said, you know, we want to go beyond that. I believe you do too. I see the passion. Uh, you know, basically, there's so many things. And he said, oh, by the way, I, when I say floor it and get the fuck off, uh, I'll take an L on this one. That's it. That's basically his response. <laughs> That's the one thing he concedes on. But okay, so uh, from reading what he said there, the, the second reply, the attitude is a lot more. I was about to actually tweet something earlier this morning saying, before you sent me those, saying like, you know, when your founder starts literally telling the holders to go and piss off and, and just, you know, has this sort of really drastic attitude, generally, it's not a good sign, right? But a lot of people are polarizing and have made their careers being polarizing. And I wonder whether that's what he's trying to do for a little bit of marketing clout, right? But the problem with doodles is that they're well known for not communicating at all. And the guy is complaining that they had to make five tweets and they're like, oh my God, this is so much work. And on, on top of this, when we offer you guys golden socks, you're not happy with us. I mean, how dare you, right? So that's basically the gist of his messages. But the attitude on the response was was a little bit more mild-mannered, which I think is probably a little bit better because who knows, you know, what they're going to deliver or not. <laughs> no, no, no. So, so the funny thing is this. I think Rosen uh, from the crowd, shout out to you. Love your on-chain monkey. Basically, somebody take a screenshot of it and post it on Manifold. So you can kind of like mint it where poopy say, floor it or get the fuck out. That's it. I'm dude. I gotta tell you, this is why I I do love Web three because people just do that type of stuff and and they just immortalize it. Is that now everybody, literally everybody's got a, a tool to immortalize anything that might be posted and that might be considered controversial. So I I gotta say I love that. Yeah, yeah. like I mean, take a look at Jet Butcher, right? Uh, first thing he did was the truffles. Second, uh, he did with Opepe, whereby he turned it the pepe into a doodles. So, man, like I mean, right now it's still trending in terms of like meme, meme having fun and stuff like that. And the whole space is really built on this. And man, like I mean, when people do stuff in Web three, it's really really fast. Like instantly, immediately, you can see like just this project pop up and be like, hey, you know, Truff Pepe is here. And then the next moment when you call down to it, it's already been set up. I saw somebody said, hey, 
I basically use one ETH to wipe the four off uh, Opepe. And then in the next 48 hours, I sold it and I make 18 ETH. Like, shit, man. Like, holy shit. Whoa. Basically, people can do stuff like that. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, it's, it's the way of how the whole space shift is really, really fast, bro. Yeah, you got to be on the ball. Karmic, you've got your hand raised. Uh, what do you think about all this? Uh, no comment about this. I think like all opinions are valid and that those people also like help develop the NFT space. But then sometimes greed can take over. But maybe Moonquacks can answer us about how do they view this as funding a project from an outside perspective, from people who are also in tech, willing to onboard people. So maybe we can actually ask a real funder here. <laughs> what, what? Yeah. I mean, I would say Wait, that. So, sorry, Mugwat, one second. What, what are you trying to say here, Karmic, that uh, uh, what, Puke and I are just not qualified to comment on these topics? <laughs> Mugwat, over to you. Yeah, no, I think um, it's interesting that you guys are talking about the, you know, kind of the pressure to... Uh, be to stand out, you know, whether it's with divisive behavior or, you know, giving out, you know, lots of money, you know, or making people lots of money. I think that's a, that's a real pressure that I think you face in Web3. So, no, I just wanted to comment that that's, you know, uh, something that's, you know, definitely prevalent in everyone experiences when you're trying to start a project. Okay. Yes. Totally agreed. There's no question that it's a huge amount of pressure, right? And, and look, uh, okay, okay, okay. Let, let, let's let's take the position of if you were a reasonable human being, right? If you were a reasonable human being, you launched Doodle and you actually had no intention of doing anything with it, which is a possibility, right? You see the rise that it has and you literally make millions of dollars, right? I was looking at it the, uh, just recently and on OpenSea, it's got over 250,000 worth of ETH, right? We're talking a quarter million worth of ETH traded on Doodles, right? Which is a humongous amount, right? Now, not only this, but you go afterwards and you further raise a bunch of millions because your brand clearly has a lot of value, okay? Now, let's imagine you are one of those founders and you, you can't cope with the pressure. You, okay, fine. There's no, there's no shame in not, being, not being able to cope with the pressure. But now, because you raised all this money, you have a responsibility and duty to the people that you have raised the money for from. So, you know, as, as the best thing that you can potentially do as a founder is let the place to someone else that is qualified, that is motivated, that has energy for it. And that, that will actually look after your holders, you know, telling your holders to go and fuck themselves is literally not the best way of building a community. So I don't know. I got to say, I totally disagree with the way he's handling it. There's no doubt that he's got plenty of pressures, but if you can't handle it, then get, let someone else do it, right? Put a PR person, put a front person, yeah. a front man bro, that bro, will bro. do it for you. Bro, it's gonna be, it's it's gonna be quit it or get the fuck out. That's it, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, anyway, well, well, one, I'm out. Just, yeah, yeah, just, just one, one other um, kind of thought is that it, I was talking to someone else the other day who's a Web two influencer and thinking about getting Web three, and it just you know he's his approach plan is really interesting, right? He's kind of uh, got a lot of followers and. He's got a number of businesses that he started, you know, due to the fact that he's an influencer. And he has a very kind of methodical approach around starting a project, building it up, um, and as you said, providing value. And it does strike me that in Web3, because it's so new, you don't have a lot of people that 
have that background. You know, they're not business builders. They're influencers or they're people that stumbled into, you know, luck because they made some Ethereum or their project got really popular and they're trying to figure out how to run this like a business, you know? So your point on like having a PR person or a handler to kind of do that, maybe he doesn't, he or she doesn't have that. You know, I, I don't know if that's a thing. Maybe they don't know, maybe they don't know how to structure comps. So that's why they don't communicate. So if you look at, let's say a publicly traded company, you know, where they've got a finance team, HR team, you know, operations team, it's, you know, it's a, uh, you know, it might take a while before Web3 projects get to that level of professionalism. Yeah, so totally hear you on this, but hey, they've been around the block. It's been months, it's been years now that people are complaining about Doodles not communicating. The guy has had time to hear the feedback and be like, okay, maybe we should do something. Gina, what are you thinking about this? Yeah, I mean, you would have thought when they raised the, the seed round and, you know, the VCs would have given this kind of advice, right, that, you know, if if you think the founder's a bit of a loose cannon that you need to go through a maybe he needs all, all his tweets approved by PR before before you send it through. Um yeah, I mean yeah, you, I, you you would think you put a bit so more I, structure through it. Um once especially once you had the VCs involved. Well, I can tell you I am a VC and I do work uh very closely with a VC firm and um Unfortunately, that's not how all VCs work. You know, given how new Web3 is and also the excitement, there is a mad rush to get involved. And so there are a lot of times that an investor would just make an investment because they like the founder. He's very, he or she is very charismatic. They think that it's an exciting space because it's growing quickly and they just want to be part of it. Because keep in mind, the business of a VC is very different than the average person buying a stock. They have all these resources that they could place bets on. If one of them takes off, they make all their money back. So, and that's where, you know, we talk about 10X returns here, but in the VC space, you're talking 100X, you know, where if a company goes public, then you've made your whole fund back and you can do it again and just place a thousand bets. So I don't know if the VC tap, uh, I think in Web3, it definitely meant something a couple months ago where if you got VC funded, you stood out from other projects, but going forward, I don't, I don't know if that's going to be the case. Yeah, now everybody's VC backed. Karmic, you've got your hand raised, and then we'll move on to the next topic. Yeah, so I'll give my honest and transparent opinion. I think Poopy and Gary V are two grifters of different kinds, but here is what, here is they, what could, they could have done. So, first, Gary V uh, could really have tweeted about like some NFTs he liked bought them before and then raffled them to to his community to like bring like to give them money actually and actually with doodles it's kind of different because poopy what he did is like he spewed all the money uh from doodles and was compelled to raise funds he also made like a lot of money and actually like the vc told him yeah man uh, if we're buying uh doodles now we take we have an eye on the company and our decision is to build a brand and uh, v and uh, NFTs are not that profitable right now. So we're going to build a brand. So there are, there are two, two different situations. And I think each, when you criticize or when you make constructive criticism to a founder, it should be taken like case from case because you never know what their relationship with their VCs are, how they envision 
their NFT project in like their holistic business thing. And uh, it will be interesting to ask Moonquax afterwards what how they view Moonquax into like their different project, etc. Yeah, that'd be cool. It's actually great to know that you're a VC. So on this note, uh, Puke, uh, lots of feedback for you and, and your, your potential rainbow doodle. You <laughs> <laughs> uh, know what? I, I'm still checking on the floor, bro. Like, I'm checking and I don't know, man. 16 if shit. If, if you were to compare 16 if I'd rather buy Azuki, which is a little bit more safer bet in terms of, like, you know, like delivering the, the teams and stuff team. like that. So if bro yeah no no, yeah, no, no, wor- no, no, no worries no worries that azuki was technically created by a, 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 a scammer and a rugger but it, it's okay, <laughs> it's okay oh now. man bro, bro, no it's okay now bro because he learned his lesson that's it so exactly project that's true was success like and right now i mean it's too big for him to rock like why would he rock right now unless yeah. he's gonna fail and stuff like that right so 100 i mean it's it's good it's good all right in in the topic of azuki's um i actually deep dive down a little bit of uh, some stuff to kind of like see what we were talking about yesterday right so basically you know yesterday it was already proposal number five that they did it so right now if you guys holding like you know the bobu token um basically you have the right to vote in terms of how you want them to build the Bobo IP. And it's interesting, the first one that they did was actually, you know, the question, should we make Bobo Bucket Hat or Bucket Plushie? Um, the, the choices was like Bucket Hat, which is like 50, I think 58%, and the other one is like 42%, right? And then the second one was, should we send Bobo to space? Obviously, it's yes. The third one is, you know, should we create digital Bobo cards? Um, it didn't go through. The, the fourth one is to expand the Bobu community. It's still on update. And the last one, which is right now, it's voting. It's, you know, should we approve the Ellie records, which is, you know, linked to music NFT and stuff like that. Meaning that, you know, um, they will collect, like, for example, if you're an Azuki holder, either you're Beans or the, the Genesis collection, you are a musician, you can, you can join a competition, get your your name in and stuff like that to this whole record label which is going to consist of a few tracks and uh, Bobu will be the whole IP around it and let me you know what let me just click a little bit to see what is the snapshot right now and alright so it's already past 500 people voting it so right now it's 935 people and it seems like oh damn it seems like the winning one will be no block this process which is at 60% yes approve this is at 36% so I say that you know Ellie Records it's not gonna happen bro denied it's being denied big time yes it's been denied big time All right, you know I want to talk about this because as you know like I'm super intrigued in terms of doing e-commerce business right so basically this guy called Jackson 4 he said this, I gave ChatGPT4 a budget of 100 and told it to make as much money as possible. I'm acting as a human license, buying anything it says to. Do you think it will make smart investment and build an online business? Follow along. So that link, bro, it has 15.2 mil likes. Uh, it was trending like crazy. I mean, have you, have you checked it out? Oh my god, you're right. I didn't realize that it had 15 million views. This is insane, man. I, I gotta say, I think this is genius. And I cannot wait to see 
what the results are. And I'm actually considering he, doing he, the same he, thing. He he makes money. He, he he, bro. He already make money, bro. So no it's way. Eleven point. Yeah, yeah. So okay, okay. Let me. All right. So give me some time. Let me dive down a little bit on this because damn, this is super fascinating. All right. So he said basically it's like this. You know, you are a hustler, G, uh, Chat GPT. You know, I'm your human counterpart. Whatever you do is between me. I will do it in the physical world. You just you know let me know what is it possible. So the thing is this: make as much money as possible at the shortest time possible, right? Without doing anything illegal. I will do everything you say and keep you updated on our current cash total. No manual labor, all right? And the game plan is this, to set up affiliate marketing site making content around eco-friendly, sustainable living products. And um, it suggested them to create this domain called Green Gadget Guru, all right? So basically, you know, they, they did the whole designing system using, um, of course, another AI, right? Which is uh, Mind Journey. Create the website asking, you know, where... Uh, what kind of name should I get it? What kind of domain? Where's the cheapest domain? And you just go to the internet and find like the best deal ever. How much should we, you know, use on Facebook ads? How much should we, how do we design the covers and stuff like that? And right now, so it's a, it's a bit very long. So the day one update, right? Um, total, they spend 163, right? 100 USD, which is the initial investment, um, plus 100 receiving from investor, all right? And then minus 8.6 for the domain name, 28 USD for the site hosting. Okay, that was first day update. And then, you know, once he posted this, basically, dude, this guy did crazy stuff because like he said, so his DM is flooded. Um, he's cashed right now. He's able to, dude, he's able to evaluate the company right now at 25K USD. Considering the recent investment, 500 USD for 2%. So meaning that, you know, he hasn't even do anything. People saw the idea. They love it. He raised fund and right now, before doing anything, right, he only has a website. Um, and if you go to the website, it's only a, an article with a mid-journey AI design look. And that's it, bro. And then the last thing is he raised 25 USD. That's it. 25K USD. <laughs> Man, it is absolutely genius. I gotta say, yo, this Chat GPT thing—it's uh—it's really going to revolutionize the world and change the world. Hey, for all you guys that have listened to that Bankless podcast, we don't know how long this is gonna last, but let's have fun while it does because it promises to be a very fascinating feature. Yeah, we have and and wacky wacky. I have to stop you right there because I saw Doce Boy. It's on you know, the podcast right now. And man, he is partying in terms of going to VCon. He's going to SWSX. So bro, hop on stage. I want to know more about, you know, everything that you are doing. And since bro, we are already talking about the topic of Gary Reed, right? <laughs> we love to hear Dolce Boy's take on Gary V here. Yes, yes, yes. Day three, here we come. Yeah, right there. Dolce Boy, man, Dolce Boy is living the life. <laughs> All right, Wacky, you have some news. Do update us, and I, I'm all about all the news, man. Today is Friday night. I'm, I'm back at home. I'm going to deep dive in the news, but do update me because I know you have tons of updates that you want to tell me, bro. Okay, okay. So, 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 what do I got? What do I got? I've got, uh, first of all, 
the twelve-fold drop. You all, you guys have all heard of twelve-fold, obviously. Um, it is now live. Uh, the listings are now live, and you guys are able to check it. So if you go to ordinals dot market, ordinals dot market, you'll be able to see all the listings of the ordinals and some other collections up there. So let me just double check where we are at right now. Um, I believe none of the ordinals that have been listed were sold for more than what they were originally minted at, right? So at the moment, those um, three BTCs or 2.2 or however much it was BTC that you that was spent minting them has not yielded any profit. At the moment, the cheapest ordinal that you, that you can get is 34 ETH um, going up pretty quickly afterwards, all the way up to 55, 73, 75. Right, okay, so bottom line, there's a full-on marketplace there that you guys can check and have a look if you're curious. Next up, Sotheby's Paris is launching an inaugural, inaugural digital art and NFT auction. I do have to say, this is actually quite interesting um, how heavily Sotheby's is pushing in terms of NFTs and auctions. And this latest one, I would definitely check it out if you guys can. Actually, I'll put post the link to the Sotheby's page in the, in the comments there because it is kind of a new concept where they asked a bunch of different artists, people included, um, to create a 3D animation for uh, that will then be sold at auction. So it's quite uh, it's quite amazing the the new wave of art that is coming up and how people are value, valuing it. So I post this in the comments. Uh, Puke actually, uh, yeah. Uh, let, let's move on and let, and then give me a, give me a couple minutes to uh, to post this in the comments. D gods, have you guys seen about D gods auction? You know it's starting today, right? Yes, yes, bro, bro. I have to tell you, Moonquacks just pop off, man. Oh snap! <laughs> <laughs> Moonquacks like, no, I'm not dealing with these guys. <laughs> so, so he said, "Hey guys, I have to drop off about ten minutes. Got to run. Have another meeting. Good luck, guys." Ah, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, he didn't know the schedule. <laughs> so shit, bro. Like, I am totally keen in terms of wanting to learn more about Moonquacks because it's like the first legit audience project and they rock me bro that's it that's it all right <laughs> <laughs> oh here you go this is you not or not investing in ordinals man well hey you can buy a 12 fold wait, wait a second wait a second let, let me let me try and sell this to you a little bit better you are able to buy a beautiful blue background it's actually it goes from a dark shade of blue to a really light shade of white full of pebbles it's got like tiny little pebbles on it for a mere 34 ETH. the listing is available here on ordinals.market it is there it's available it is from yuga lab you will love it <laughs> yes no no takers no no but but the thing but the thing is this right like right now nobody is so every time when we see for example a floor price right it's gonna be artificial is if like you know Imagine the floor price is like 50 ETH, right? But the only people offering or the people are buying at or offering is like 1 ETH, 2 ETH. Then the floor price is super artificial, right? So when we see like just say ordinance, you are telling me that nobody is buying the secondary right now? Of course not. Why, why would you buy 
20 what am i saying 20 grand what would you buy for 50 grand worth of pebbles that you have no idea what's gonna what whether anything is gonna happen there they're horrible just go okay go to ordinals dot market and check it out <laughs> okay gw you've got your head raised and comic you also had your yeah, head so raised. according to the ordinals dot market there have been uh three sales in the activity tab so 29th, 20th, and 25.5th. Yes, so that that's correct. And what we were saying at the beginning is that none of these sales were above the original mid price. So at the moment, people, even the most bullish people on those inscriptions, are kind of trying to get their money back and thinking, ah, shit, you know, maybe I thought it would look better. But it, and obviously, it's not super liquid. But Karmic, you also have your head raised. Yeah, sorry guys, uh, because uh, Moonquax told me they had like a commitment at 10 a.m. Pacific time, 10.40 a.m. Pacific time, and not Eastern time. So I will check with them, but I can introduce the project to you, like no feeling. And since they left, I don't know what happened. I can give away one Moonquack to someone in the audience. We can still run the giveaway because I have like 13 of them, so... Just to let you know, Lovely. but they were, they were supposed to be busy like in three hours, but we'll check it out uh, with them anyway. That, that's what happens when you're a big VC and you play with big money. People call you and you're like, okay, yo, I got to deal with this. <laughs> 100%. But no worries, man. All right. Wacky, it sounds interesting because like, I mean, I, I have to say like, like when we look at hype chain. Um, yo, what you eating? What do you think? Is it tasty? What are you eating? I'm not eating anything, bro. Oh, I thought you were chewing on something. <laughs> no, 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 no. So I I put something in my mouth and I want to take it out and it is like stuff like that. <laughs> but but I'm I'm not eating anything, bro. Like okay, so let me tell you something about this. So I has been always very intrigued in terms of finding like the next big thing, right? In terms of chain. And do you remember there's this thing called the flame flamingo that was popping off in a L2 chain? The what? I've never, no, I've never heard of this. Uh, all right, all right. Let, let, me, let me do some research because... So, basically, it was a new chain. Everybody was, like, rushing towards this new chain to build, like, the next project, right? And instantly, after, like, they launched, I think it was the first, first five projects, Every project was doing crazy. Then it was before the whole Solana price dropped, right? And at that moment, it was crazy because, man, like new chain, everybody's hype, you know, it's fresh, stuff like that, projects selling out and, and things like that. And in the last minute, like right now, nobody's even talking about it. So the thing is this, right? Like right now, Ordinals, like what you say, it makes sense. It's a new chain and stuff like that. But every project that comes on it, Will it be the next hype project? How long this hype will last and until a real project that is, you know, that's have a real purpose. Okay, you know what? I'm doing an ordinals because of something. Not just everybody's doing and I'm doing it. Right now, I still don't see that sense of, hey, you know, I, I'm wanting to do ordinals because of something. It's more like, hey, you know, I have an if project and I'm still doing an ordinals just to do cross-chain. One one hundred percent. The hype is most definitely coming from ETH to start with, because well, because at the moment you don't really have easy marketplaces, right? You don't have utilities, you don't have anything. So 
There's there's no question about it. And and look, the the thing is that it's a huge early play, right? So it's whether you believe there's a future and that people will do something with it or not. So on this note, let's actually stay on the topic of ordinals and move on to D gods, because the D gods auction is starting today. And by the way, it's um, the first one that will be auctioned will be uh, Frank's original D-God that he was using as a PFP. And that's supposed to go for quite a bit of money. But there's been a bit of truth that has been revealed about the 535 that were technically burnt a year ago. Apparently, I'm going to pin this right now in the tweets. But in terms of the technicalities around the actual burning mechanisms, as it turned out, those uh, those D-Gods last year, when he said they were burnt a year ago, weren't actually physically burnt. They were sent to an incinerator contract on Solana. Just because of the way the Solana chain works, um, you, you don't really burn them right away. You have to send them to a burn contract. But for all intents and purposes, they're not technically available to anyone anymore, right? And the idea behind it that he was saying was the reason why they hadn't officially pressed the burn button is that for, uh, how do you call it, for statistics perspective, it was it was cleaner to show a 10K collection rather than a 9,600 whatever number it is, right? Um, now, as it turned out, some guy basically posted a, a thread saying, hey, that was all a lie, Frank. You actually didn't burn them. You still had access to them, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, we were talking about how founders respond to potential FUD and how founders deal with it. First of all, look at uh, Frank's answer because he's very professional about it. He's very – and the difference, I think, is Frank is extremely knowledgeable. You can see he really is a techie guy and that he knows how things work. And he explained there something which basically said, the actual burning mechanism is not something that um, you as a founder can initiate. It's effectively anyone on the blockchain could potentially initiate a burn once those NFTs are being sent to the contract. So as it happens, because of what is happening now on Ordinals, some random guy who is part of the community activated the burn mechanism so that those D-gods are actually burnt and can then finally be revived as Ordinals later today so it's quite a fascinating thread actually and um, you know talking about how a founder deals with the community frank is like top notch here he's like top of the class Hugh, yeah you're here i am and i found the name so it's aptos have you heard about it bro oh i've heard of aptos yeah of course right so the thing is this, when it was like, I, I mean, when Aptos was so hyped, they did this thing called the Aptos Mingos, right? And all the collab managers from any projects, they'd be like shielding it to all the ETH projects. Like, hey, you know, this is the hype thing, this is the hype thing. And after like, you know, five, ten projects, all the collab managers doesn't want to do it because most of the project, after launch, it sells out. And then it's like, it's like the same thing when NFT started on ETH, right? Or oh, NFT started on Solana. NFT started on AppSource. Like the first few projects that actually do it, it's just because it's hype. They want to do it. They want to make the money. And after they do it, it's like the project got rubbed. So right now, like more, like more trustable ones will be, for example, like if 
projects going into ordinals. But then you would think about it, like, what's the main purpose of going into ordinals? So it's stuck. Like, for example, I mean, I, I don't know what would happen to D-Gods, but you see, yes, you know, Truffles did amazingly. You know, highest bid was 7, seven uh, BTC. But after that, you know, it's it's not that good because what's what's next? So... I don't know. Maybe this is this is why I'm still hesitating in terms of like buying a new project in Ordinals. Um, but if it's like existing projects, I know that they won't run and they will do something. But what's that value in terms of having in the new chain? I, I mean, it's still very blur for me, bro. Spend those BTCs, man. Get yourself a twelve fold. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Historical piece, right? Okay. I, are you trying to talk about this? <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Last two things. We've got autoglyph. That's a big one um, because autoglyph sales don't really happen at all. And uh, in the past five months, you've only had two autoglyph sales. And I think that's one of them. So curated XYZ just bought an autoglyph piece, piece for $493,000. So half a million dollars for an autoglyph piece. I don't know if you guys know autoglyphs a little bit, but they were created using specific symbols. And uh, that particular one that was bought, that was purchased, was created using symbol number nine, which only has 11 pieces that were created. So it's the second rarest. So it's quite a big deal. And uh, yeah, autogl- oh, the cool thing about it as well is that it was bought directly to the, uh, from the owners of uh, Larva Labs, from the original guys that – sorry, let me rephrase this. It was bought directly from the founders of autoglyphs uh from lava labs and that's a cool thing again because you know the money kind of goes to them and uh it's one of those really iconic pieces of og nft that exists out there and then last but not least 12 checks man you're the big fan of the pepe you're the big fan of jack butcher <laughs> 12 checks 12 checks he, uh he had airdropped 12 pieces to 12 uh 12 one of ones and one of those has just sold for 17 ETH. So that, that's a big one. And that was a yeah. big from 12 fold. I mean, I mean, that's 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 the thing. Like right now, I've been seeing we talk about this with Frank yesterday, right? About Frank. We talk about Jack Butcher. And I think like the main thing that we can see is how active or how quick they are, like the founders or the holders, like the founders or the creators are quick to respond in terms of navigating the nft space and if they are on top notch in terms of like when it's trending they are there each time you know just imagine three different news is trending and you're on top of it i mean you you can't avoid but people will talk about you so maybe this is the one thing that is good all right i saw goodness here on stage how are you doing buddy goodness goodness you there good goodness hello how you doing goodness Hey, 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 can you hear me? Hey, can you hear me? We can hear you loud and clear. Oh. Love you, Foxy. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Are you a Foxy, yeah, man? Are you a Foxy, man? No, I'm not. I'm not. Fortunately, not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all good, man. So, yeah, GM, good, man. GM, so, GM, 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 GM. Um, yeah, so um, I agree yeah, with you, so Archie. I, I think Frank, Frank, Frank is like, Frank um, is like a, genius, a genius. You know, um, the way he answered the, the way questions, answered like, questions, like dichotomy between Frank and Poopy. So I think Frank is a genius. Yeah, so about... Okay, okay. Yeah, you were saying? Go ahead, go ahead. Okay. So about ordinals. I mean, I know nothing about ordinals. I don't know if there's... 
um, you know, anyone that could pull me through on Ordinals because, man, this shit is popping on my CL, so I have to understand. Don't don't you don't you worry. It's all happening. We're all working on it. Ordinals, you're gonna know everything about it. But bottom line, just get on generative, generative wallet. It's pretty good. Oh, okay, okay, cool, cool. All right, Puke. What else we got? That's it. Moonquack dropped us, so maybe we go over to Karmic to tell us about Moonquack. Yeah, yeah man. Uh, Come and go ahead, bro. Like, I'm still, I'm still interested in the projects because I saw, like, you know, you can basically burn the moonquacks and stuff like that, right? Just tell us a little bit more on this project, bro. Yeah, and the goal is also to help community uh, understand what moonquacks are about, so and ordinals are about. So at any time, uh, GW, if you want to interrupt me or add something, feel free to do it. So basically, there are two ways for you to get an ordinal. First, you get to an ordinal marketplace. I'm gonna pin one right now. Second is you buy ETH NFTs and then the project has a platform so that you can bridge the NFT onto ordinals. First, uh, what is important is that you have to be aware that there are a lot of projects which are rugs. So basically, if a project doesn't show which inscription he has, if, he's, if the project is not able to show you a spreadsheet with inscription so that you can check it by yourself, it's a rug. So you should do your own research and not like aping into anything. Um, so I'm going to pin right now the tweet about Moonquack, so I'm going to explain to you how it works. So basically those guys, they are like, uh, they have they have a, a dev who's called Moose Dev, and he's like a young guy who is like a crazy Bitcoin dev. And so Moonquacks has been launched like maybe one year ago. It was just a PFP for fun. Those guys are doing like side project, etc. And so how does it work? You can, from tomorrow, you can bridge, or today, you can bridge your Moonquack passport to Ordinals. How does it work? You go on the website. I mean, it's legit. I've done it myself, so it's kind of cool the way it works. And so in order to have your passport, you can, and you have, whether you buy your passport on secondary, or you buy 10 Moonquacks and you burn them. To be more specific, like you can burn any of the 10 moon quacks, so you don't have to go with the rare ones. And then you go on the website and it shows you which inscription you're gonna get. And then you can use your passport to bridge it onto like ordinals, and then you have your ordinal. So, what is important is that what he said, generative wallet is good. So, actually, generative wallet is um, a platform wallet. So the main wallet you should use is called Ordinal Wallet. Why? Because if you use Sparrow Wallet, you can only have one Ordinal on each wallet. So it's very important that you really use like only Ordinal Wallet. And I'm going to, yeah, 
right now. So, so the, yeah, I was about to say, GW's got a different perspective. Uh, you were talking about how people are moving away from Ordinal's world. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I haven't really done all the research, but I've heard from uh, different Ordinal projects that uh, Ordinal's wallet um, is a bit risky. They, they've seen a, bit, a few red flags in the founder's uh, behaviors and discord. Um, so there's been a call in some of the ordinals discords to move away from ordinals wallet. So what I've seen people use, um, if, uh, people are using Xverse or, uh, odd swap or hero. That's, that's what I've seen. Hero. Yeah. Ah, oh, G dub. You're just crushing my, crushing my dreams. Um, Mera, Mera, who's doing that airdrop, he's doing it on Ordinal's wallet because he's planning on listing them there. <laughs> yeah, so. then, then quickly move, oh, man. Quickly get your backup wallet flag, and move flag, it out. <laughs> oh, no. I hope the Ordinal's wallet founders are not screwing us over. Oh, damn. Um, thank you, G-Dub, uh, because I wasn't aware of this. Yesterday, I was in a space with like rare Satoshi society. So you've got to understand there are two types of rarities regarding your inscriptions or uh, regarding uh, ordinals, etc. So basically, there's a number of the inscriptions. The lower, the better. You also have to be aware that it's always better to bet on a good team, like the one you quoted in your answer, like BTC Shrooms, uh, which is a great team. And so basically, there is also the age and the rarity of the sat on which it is inscribed. And people are basically hunting rare Satoshis because, for instance, for Bitcoin, there's a halving, okay? And uh, at every halving or every six halving, the first Satoshi of the block is regarded like a super rare or legendary or things like that. And so basically, you can have several stuff. You can have an ordinal with a low inscription number but if you're interested in the Bitcoin NFTs and ecosystem, you can also have like a rare or an old Satoshi. Uh, I'm going to pin a tweet about a guy. He's been doing it like super friendly. He's recommending using Hero Wallet. Why? Because they are developing fast. Like they've been like, no, they are a browser extension and not a website. They are doing, he said like they were doing cool stuff. So that guy is called Nullish. And when you buy one of his NFTs, you actually get an inscription number which is kind of low. It's between 9K and, 42, and, uh, and uh, 44K. So it's still under 50 and sometimes under 10. And also, he airdrops you like a rare sat from one of the first thousand blocks of Bitcoin. So it's kind of cool because you've got like a relic to go with your inscription. Damn, Carmen, wow, you... you are like all about ordinals, bro. All right, so let me backtrack a bit right now. If just say somebody wants to, you know, be involved in ordinals, someone like me, right? Uh, if I don't get the ordinals wallet, what is the, like, the number one preferred wallet that you guys will, will choose? That, that was my question a few days ago. I was asking, I was asking everyone <laughs> what is the recommended, and uh, those were the few names that came up. So in the end, I just, I just picked no, 
there is no consensus. So for my first art NFTs, I'm on like the generative like custodial wallet. I feel a uh, generative like platform wallet and I feel safe about it. Uh, yesterday, there was a guy uh, from the Rare Satoshi Society who told, was speaking about having issues with Sparrow. So actually Sparrow is kind of technical. And so my recommended wallet and it's NFADR would be to go with Hero Wallet because those guys are working super fast. Uh, they've been working like on... Uh, so first it's a browser extension. So it's kind of cool. And then uh, they have they had like almost nothing. And now in one week, they have built like a browser extension. They are working also on the marketplace. And basically the two people, uh, Rare Satoshi Society and Franken, like they recommend using like Hero Wallet. So this, that is the one I'm going to install. That's not financial advice. But if you've heard like Ord Ordinal Wallet was kind of sketchy, uh, then we should maybe move on to one safe. And so Hero looks kind of cool. So that's the one I'm going with, like starting from today. Yeah, I heard I heard a lot about Hero as well. Quite a few of the OG guys are, and techie guys tend to use Hero as well. Yep. And, um, you know, GW, you basically posted and said, I mean, Taproot Wizard, we talk about it. So all you have to do is buy that wizard costume. Uh, I think, I believe you still have like five, six days to take a shower with it. Uh, you know, wash your hair. Uh, <laughs> and then you are able to, you know, join up the quest number three. But tell me a little bit more on this BTC shrooms, bro. Because from the way it looks, I mean, the art isn't great, bro. Like, just tell me more. Like, why are you bullish on this project? Um, I mean, from what I've heard is uh, the inscription numbers are very, very low. Um, the art is sort of a, a sort of a classic pixel ugly, but because they're low inscription, then everyone likes it kind of art. Um, <laughs> Look at the man, but, man, he's even laughing when he's telling me. <laughs> but, but the other, the other part of classic is, shit um, pixel. The other part of it is I, I don't think any of them have been sold yet. And it seems near impossible to get into the Discord. So people have been doing all this, you know, different fan art on Twitter, posting it, everything. And I, I don't think, like, even with fan art, I don't think they just let them into the Discord. It, it just seems really difficult to get into into the project. Comic probably you, knows more. Hey. Hey, GW, do you remember when we were in our 20s and we were like waiting? You were in Australia, I was in France, and we were trying to get into that club. You know that club, and you're there, you're outside waiting for hours in line, and then you get in the club, and there's no one in the club. <laughs> I think that's probably what they're doing. <laughs> I think that's probably what they're doing. Karmic, you got your hand raised. Yeah, uh, those, um, so basically, the more difficult it is to get into a project, uh, and I will address it. Uh, the more marketing is well done. So those are high project. And if they've got low inscription numbers, that's cool. But you've got to understand that why are big Bitcoin shrooms successful? Because they are from Bitcoin OGs. And basically, the Bitcoin the Bitcoiners are not that willing to get into like ETH NFTs that can bridge to ETH. They want to get directly straight to the point like they're nerds, they're they're used to to dealing with with Bitcoin like ugly interfaces. 
So basically, UX UI. So basically, the NFTs that are quite liquid these days and it can evolve uh, are the ones that were funded like by OGs from Bitcoin. And that's the case from uh, BTC Shrooms. That's also the case from Taproot Wizards. And so, yeah, basically, um, uh, there are two kinds of projects you're willing to gamble your money is whether like you're bullish on a team that is bridging from ETH to or, uh, to BTC, which is what Moonquarks or Knowledge are building, or you are going straight to the point to go to the OGs, and then you can try to try your luck to get into BTC rooms or other projects that are like low inscription number run by OG teams, etc. Okay, so I have a follow-up question, bro. So, for example, right now, how do you secure that low inscription number? Is it based on buying or mining the Bitcoin? How, how does that work? Uh, no, it's not about mining the Bitcoin. When you mine the Bitcoin, you've got like uh, Satoshi's uh, and you've got Satoshi and then uh, like they can be rare or uncommon Satoshi. But basically, when the Ordinals protocol was enforced, what, you, what, what happened was people rushed into inscribing, okay? And then they built their project. Meaning, for instance, for BTC shrooms, the, 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 the shrooms are already inscribed, okay? So what they're going to do is like they're just going to give whitelist and maybe make auction systems to give you access to your inscription and then they will send it to you. So they just, didn't, they just didn't market it at the time of the inscription, but they, they already inscribed them. Yeah, and what's interesting with like um, Moonquacks was like first they, are, they have like cool PFPs for some, and second, those guys have already inscribed into the 52k range. So it's not sub 50k, but it's actually like around the number of uh, unordinals. And when you see the price of unordinals going for, and when you see Moonquacks, in my community, we're like, oh, that project is being slept on. And I'm also giving you an alpha. So basically what they're going to do is like they're, they're working on a pixel art video game, which is kind of cool. And uh, and maybe they will airdrop something to you or they will launch a video game. But they are actually like doing kind of cool stuff. But basically what you've got to you have to understand is that check that the project has already made its inscriptions check the rank of the inscriptions and then you can decide by yourself okay it's a sub 100k project it's worth it okay i, I like it you know what let's try and get Moonquack back on because it, it's interesting yo puke you like such a such a noob with ordinals <laughs> what, what? The, 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 <laughs> you're such a newbie you're like a newbie with ordinals <laughs> yeah no, no. so so i I, I don't know. I, I'm still confused, bro. Like, uh, right now, oh, okay. I want to so go... Let, and, no, no, wait, wait, wait. Right now, if I want to go and buy the inscription, like, I want to secure... Can I do that? Okay, so the I way, the way it works <laughs> is that... Look, the, the, okay, GW, you go then. Yeah, so um, a, a lot of projects, uh, especially the lower inscription, they were sort of 100-piece collections. Um, and then a lot of them did, uh, as Carming said, did the whole whitelist thing and Here's the mint price. Um, back then, it was all OTC. 
and because most of the wallets weren't out yet, the project would and and they they have their own uh, BDC node. They could hold the um, the NFTs for you, um, and then once you had your wallet ready, then they would send it send it to you. Um, so there, so there's been projects that that have done that. So you can only buy a secondary for those ones. Um, the price mostly relates to the inscription number. Some have a stronger community, better project, better team, better art, and the prices will vary. Um, there's been other projects where you know it, it's all been inscribed. The project holds it all, and then they gradually, you know, one every two three days, they'll they'll do an auction, um, and then they'll just slowly auction it out. Um, I think they're hoping that you know the ordinals prices will go up over time, and then then the auction prices will go up, so they can sort of squeeze a bit more juice out. Um, just as an update, right now the inscription numbers are very close to five hundred thousand. So you know, if you're under fifty thousand, that's that's already top ten percent. That wow, they've really been inscribing it. But I guess no, back no, to but, your point, Pete, is that 000. the moment or the moment <laughs> ordinals were started, let can, can you hear me? let's imagine that you know the moment ordinals were started were like last month right from that moment the inscriptions they're all sequential so it it only goes up from there right so if you want a low inscription you need to go and hunt for them except in the case where comic was talking with the shroom guys because they did the inscriptions back way back when and now they're making those available but now the next inscription is going to be as as gw is saying 500,000 plus. Also, one caveat for everyone that is potentially looking at ordinals. Everybody is talking about the 50K inscription, but who knows whether in the future anyone will actually care about the first 50K. So that's arbitrary at the moment. Yeah, that's why, that's why, bro, no, wacky, wacky, before coming, go, right? That's why GDAP say it's right now at a 500K, right? That's why we still have to secure it, bro. Because next week it will be 5,000K. <laughs> god oh my god okay comic what do you have to yeah basically on alt swap there are like sub 10k and sub 100k collection as a whole already listed so if you go on alt swap which is like the trusted trustless marketplace like you've got like the sub 10k collection then they will have like all the inscription and all the sub collections from it and like the floor price is 0. 2 BTC, I guess, 0.22. So basically, it's already like at least like $2,000. And um, about the rarity of the inscriptions, the low number, um, the OG of the ordinals are saying, yeah, uh, low inscription number is important. And that's definitely important. But also, you've got to be aware that some cool project can emerge. There's been a guy who is doing like generative art. And basically, this guy, he has done like a drop on generative, and now his artworks are going for like 0 0.15 uh, BTC. And the art is really like awesome. He's been doing like awesome art uh, on East too. So you should not only be hunting a low inscription number. If you can afford, it's better. You can get a Moonquack or an Elish or something like that to help you understand the whole process. 
it's always better to buy like a very, very low inscription number if you can afford through BTC. But on a general perspective, like there are also cool projects that can come. And even if they are uh, sub 1 million, they can be cool, trendy and hype. So basically it's like uh, where, uh, like NFTs, there have been projects, there have been mooncats. Mooncats were before Bored Up Yacht Club, but with Bored Up Yacht Club, they did so much airdrops and gave like so much like so-called utilities, etc. That those projects actually went up. So it's, uh, it's not about all low inscription number, but if you've got a low inscription number, you can do like 300x, uh, I've seen guy talk about this, about uh, two Bitcoin OGs. But the thing is like Bitcoin OGs will try to buy into OG, Bitcoin OG project ordinals. And like the East population, who's mostly going to go on Magic Eden, might, might say, okay, uh, let's get the D-Gods because it's all about culture. So it's kind of difficult. You have to do your own research. We don't know where the hype or the market is. If I could, I get I get like a lot of sub 10k inscription, but to be honest, we we don't know what like the seven we don't know how uh, Digod's uh, inscription will work. So right now it's not very clear what the mar the market is not unified. So you've got to be aware of it. And so my advice would be getting into knowledge. Why? Because this guy he's bridging the East and the BTC community. And what he's doing is doing Genesis passes with claims. And you, you have like, it's a whole package. So this guy, he, he, he masters ETH. He's doing like rare Satoshi hunting. And he gives you like no, low number inscription. He's like a very well appreciated founder. And his team like is super helpful. I pinned a, a thread of one of his community members who explained how rare Satoshi are inscribed. But uh, really start with something like for beginners uh, and then maybe invest like uh, what GW has as an egg. Man, it's a, I think it's the first 3D project inscribed uh, on ordinals. So that is kind of bullish. Yo, I think that egg is gold. That Fabergenol that you've got there. Ah, you know, I actually think it's, yeah. The first, yeah, no, I, the I first 3D ordinals, shit. <laughs> now, I, and, and have you noticed he's repping it hard like it's been a long time he's repping it hard <laughs> so we've got the quacks the quacks are back moon quack you're, you're back with yeah, us moon quack. yeah sorry about that yo man. yo yo no that's yeah, cool I, so I, I thought you disappeared but uh, uh i'm did. still gonna uh, i had another meeting but then i'm back i'm still gonna add one of my moon quacks uh, to the giveaway because we've got to make people aware <laughs> of how it works yeah, yeah, no worries. Yeah, yeah, we'll definitely hook you guys up on that. Um, okay. We've got we've got Nifty as well that came up on stage because I know Nifty. You've been digging into ordinals hard, and you're like a cash machine type of guy. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Good morning from California. <laughs> hey, morning, hey, 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 hey! This is actually uh, directed to anybody, but it sounds like Karmic really. Oh, Nifty, you're breaking up a little bit. Yeah, we hear you here and there. Yeah, I'm so sorry, man. <laughs> we can't hear you. It's not good. Hold on. Let me let me take it off of the car. And let me just put it on. Oh, shit. I hope Nifty doesn't crash the car. 
<laughs> maybe, all right, all right. Maybe before, quacks, before he's doing it, let's have yeah. Moon Quacks, man. Like, you know, tell us everything we need to know about the projects. <laughs> yeah, I guess for stars, it's an Ethereum collection. It started back in May of 2022. And it started but with NFT Ned and myself. Um, sorry, NFT Ned and myself. Um, and we are technologists. We've worked in technology for a while. A bit older than probably most of you on stage. But um, one of the things that we always wanted to do was make a positive impact to the community. So from day one, when we minted this, we minted this as a free uh, collection so anyone can just you know get it for free and we also donated proceeds to nonprofits uh through every.org they're a online giving platform that's also a nonprofit and we've just kind of done some little things here and there largely to experiment around web3 technology and again always in the spirit of giving like we haven't made any money <laughs> or anything like that personally gained from this project all the ETH is sitting in the treasury or has been deployed to pay for costs on minting other collections or projects here and there. Um, we did a small video game as well for people. But when the Ordos thing came about, where our technology uh, spotty sense went off, and we just thought that this was really cool. Um, you mentioned Nullish, and so we're following his work as well. We also minted his uh, pieces and were able to bridge a couple of uh, ETH NFTs to, to uh, the Ordos. And so we thought it would be cool to do something similar, especially because with the collection, like, let's be honest, Moonquacks really wasn't doing anything for, geez, months. And so we thought that this would be a way to create a deflationary tactic because to get a ordinal, you have to burn 10 Moonquacks. And so uh, Ved created this bridge where you could burn your Moonquacks for a passport. And that passport, starting later tonight, you'll be able to claim a uh, Big Quack ordinal. Assuming you have a uh, uh, ordinal wallet in place, but it's going to be fully automated, and and then from there, you know, we'll see. Uh, I've talked a bit about your video game and stuff like that, so you're actually cooking. Um, we've we've been talking about Hero Wallet. Would this be the one you also recommend? Uh, yeah, Sparrow was one that, and I have, you know, to be honest, we haven't really tracked the wallets. I, I think um, there's another one that connects to your MetaMask. Is it generative, generative or generative.xyz? But um, there's one that yeah, that's, is that's more easier to act as a custodial wallet. Uh, I haven't tested that, but Sparrow is the one that I personally use. And it, it requires a little bit of setup, but it seems to be a little more secure. Okay, Moonquack, I've got a question. I'm looking at your page here, and I see there's an open edition there on, on Manifold. What do people get with this? If I go out now, there's a free open edition. There's only 37 yeah. minutes left. What, what's this all about? Yeah, great question. So uh, from day one, we again, we always said that we won't do any sort of roadmap, uh, you know, kind of outline or communicate any utility. But, you know, he and I, we're pretty busy. You know, we have uh, full-time jobs and other priorities, but... Moonquacks is where we always go home in terms of Web3. And so we will continue. We're not going to rug the project. We're going to stick with it. Even for those of you that don't burn your Moonquacks on the Ethereum collection, we'll continue to investigate and explore other things. But uh, that's not something we're going to write down. I could talk to that verbally. But um, yeah, so for the open edition, you know, we like burning things. I think that's a really great tactic to... Uh, create some, you know, as a deflationary tactic, also drive engagement. Um, and so who knows, maybe we'll do something with the open edition later on. Oh, 
a little bit of surprise, alpha FOMO. I like it. Um, just, Nift just a quick word. Just a quick word about the team. So basically, like the guy who founded Moonquacks are in tech, but they are also working like in uh, positive use of AI, which is kind of cool. So that's those are cool yeah. guys for for the team. And uh, just to answer you, Moonquacks, I'm 36 and Waki is like 39. So we might be around the same. <laughs> now I'm still a little wow. older. <laughs> yeah, maybe wow, we're hitting. Then, right? We're the uh, old G's uh, <laughs> of Web3. Oh, Karmic hitting us hard with the ages like this. Yeah, and, and guess what? Nifty is also in our age range, I think. Nifty, you're, you're back up. You've got your hand raised. Are you back? Yeah. On, on is, the is this connection? better? Oh, my God, so much better. I was driving. I have too many things hooked up to Bluetooth. So uh, thanks for bringing me up. I'm a little late to today's party. So you guys may have already gone over this. And I know we're, you know, the ordinal deep dive. So this is this is specifically for Karmic or anybody else that may know. So as you know, OnChain Monkey um, uh, inscribed ordinal 2219. So sub 21,000, right? And they, the... Uh, the, they're doing the parent-child inscription where uh, any Genesis holder of the on-chain monkey 10,000 collection gets an automatic inscription as the child of the parent 20219. My question, if anybody knows Karmic specifically because you've dove into this, did that 10, did those 10,000 numbers in sequential order, one through 10,000, did they have to be inscribed or created a, a, a transaction, a, a SAT, at the time of 20219? Or can you go back post-inscription and do a sub-inscription whereby, you know, it's going to be like, my question is, did they already do it, if you know? Or, or, or did they have to have already have done it, if you know? I don't know, yeah. but I, <clears throat> I can talk to it. You know. Yeah, so they basically... You know, they, I, I think the vision is definitely sound. Like Dan and I actually talked about it on Unchained Monkey Discord. I don't know if you remember, if you're on there, um, Nifty. I was under my um, username, Hartman. And uh, I think the vision is absolutely right. You know, it's a more efficient way to create 10,000, you know, uh, collections onto a single SAT. Um, but the implementation isn't what the current state is of how people are doing ordinals. Like each ordinal is one SAT and one inscription so you can you know go to a specific inscription number and see where your ordinals are um and that's what we're doing with big with moon Qua uh, sorry big quacks you know we have 350 uh independent separate uh inscriptions and that's why they're not sequential like they're actually um funny enough they're actually blended with unordinals uh, so as you kind of go through the path of like you know 52001 and number two is actually an ordinal because we're competing for <laughs> trying to get ours inscribed. Um, but so with, as you rightfully pointed out with on-chain monkey, it isn't, it's a single set. Um, and Danny's vision is to put the whole collection in that. So the protocol doesn't really exist and I think it'll get there, but right now it's a single set where he's basically not to use technical terms, but put an iframe into it which will allow you to see all the individuals underneath that. But that child aspect, as you're, as you're pointing out, doesn't exist in the protocol. That only exists within the SAT that Danny inscribed. 
Nifty, does that make sense? <laughs> <laughs> guys, guys, Becky, you have to take this because I'm lost. No, wait. Yeah, I want no, one, one more. Can can I can I finish this and then I got to go to work? But and I really appreciate that um, uh, analysis there. So my thing is, I still don't know. You know, from a value perspective, is it more valuable to have a low number inscription? Obviously, like number sixty nine and four twenty and number one and you know all that. That's great. But is it more valuable to have a low number inscription, or is it more value? more valuable to have an inscription of a child of a low number original ordinal that's part of a Providence collection, which is in sequential order one to 10,000 or one to 2000 or whatever. I don't know yet. You know, that's the whole thing. Mm -hmm. If I knew, then I would be buying up some of these MP4s <clears throat> that are sub 50,000, that there's only 0.1% in existence. Yeah. No, that's a great question. Um, you know, a friend of, uh, there's someone that's working, with me on another project that I'm working on called Layer. Um, it's layer.com. It's basically an AI-driven uh, creator platform to help them tell their stories and create better engagement with the verified collectors. Mm -hmm. But he, his view, which I think is pretty accurate, he's very savvy. He come, he was like a um, he ran a digital marketing agency for years and has advised a number of NFT collections. His view is that anything sub one hundred thousand dollars will sorry one hundred thousand um, inscription uh, will be recognized for historical value. And you can get away with some crap, right? Like there's obviously a lot of derivatives and whatnot and maybe just one-off one-on-ones, but there's going to be some value there. The ones that go beyond that, they have to show that they provide real value. And so like Yuga Labs, for example, like, you know, they can get away with theirs because they're throwing their weight and their brand behind it. So in a way that inscription number doesn't matter, it's more like the scarcity aspect. Um, and then to answer your question, OCM, like I'm a big fan, I'm a holder of OCM and I, I really do... Um, you know, like the vision of this collection uh, approach. And so I think if you just kind of put that in the bucket of Yuga Labs of like, they will continue to grow and, and build uh, their community that in a way, how their implementation works probably doesn't matter uh, as much sure. as it's like Danny could absolutely say, you know, we got into 20,000 range It's the first 10K collection to do so. Um, those are historical moments. So I definitely applaud yep. the OCM team for, for doing that. Thank you, man. I, I appreciate everybody up here. And yeah, I'm, I'm all in on, on Chain Monkey too for that very reason and Danny and the whole team actually and what they represent and a lot of integrity there. So thanks for having me for up. Sure. You guys have a wonderful day and keep keep on keeping on everybody. Love you, Nifty. Good to, good to speak with you. Um, just a word about like Layer. Um, I've pinned the tweet. Uh, you can check it out. So basically there are like... Um, First thing they are doing is like uh, they are doing a publication about artists, I think. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys from Moonquax like uh, have been following like Crash Blossom, what he did on Generative. Mm -hmm. No, yeah, and, you, uh, I'll check it out. Yeah, what, what's so, he doing? So basically this guy, uh, it's on my pin tweet what he's been doing with ETH. So the, the guy, he's been doing like art, uh, generative uh, art. Uh, which uh, evolves depending on gas prices. And mm. what he's been doing on Generative, uh, he's been, so he's super famous into the art community. And uh, he's been doing a thing on Generative. It was like 77 pieces at 0 0.05, which sold out like quite inst instantly. And, uh, and yeah, I will pin the tweet, but uh, 
a friend and mine are actually in touch with this guy. So if you'd like maybe to div- di- uh, dive into his works, we can make it happen. And just for a global yeah. perspective, art on ordinals will be like a cool thing. And I can tell you, uh, so Generative will come to Rug Radio Asia, to uh, this community to talk about it. And uh, art on ordinals like, can be kind of cool. Uh, we're, we're all on mute. Comic, you're killing it, man. <laughs> we're all on mute listening no, to audio. No, no. Yeah, yeah. So so I was just looking, like, when you guys are talking about doing some little research and stuff like that. So right now, if we if I want to say, you know what, I'm going to buy some stuff, like, you know, uh, within that so-called 50K uh, set, is it Ordinal's, uh market that I can go and buy? Or is there an, any active marketplace? Bro, I got to tell you, I love all your questions because they're all valid questions. And every time the answer is like, no, man, you got to do OTC. <laughs> but there might be, no? Maybe, maybe there might be. Is, Audino's is there... not market, no? Audino's not market. It's a scam site. Well, I don't know if the, the less than 50K <laughs> inscriptions are on there. Um, Moonquack, you, do you know this actually? Yeah, well, I just yeah. saw it. Didn't um, Magic Eden uh, do a tweet where they're hinting that they're going to support ordinals uh you know and i i think they're at um there is one other one is it ordinals market you know there is someone that is trying to stand up a marketplace uh and we were actually looking at doing something for the launch i don't think we'll get to in fact i know we won't get to it but where to for our own collection the big quacks you'll be able to buy sell trade um on our website but uh, yeah, it is possible. It just it's a it just takes a little bit of engineering effort. Yeah, the, the, the long you know the short answer is that the the marketplaces are starting to come up. So I think we're gonna see more and more of those coming up there. But if you want like one of those punks or one of those low inscription, you kind of need to know the project and you need to do a lot of you just need to do over the counter transactions in Discord right. for a lot of them still. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It's like the wild. That's how I think I got the uh, Bitcoin um, punk and the Justin Alversano, maybe. Yeah, that was all done over Discord. It was crazy. Actually, on AltSwap, you can now have access to sub 10K and 700K inscription. So, Puke, uh, if you want to dig a bit, I pinned the tweet. Uh, this is like a trusted, of a trustless, but also like trusted uh, marketplace for ordinals and you can you can dig a bit further into it yep yep thanks bro thanks bro like wacky you know me i'm a ordinals virgin so today's my question is a bit off because like i'm from like a newbie perspective bro like don't judge me wacky I think you're going to become an ordinal maxi. The more shows like this we do, you're going to be, hey, you're interested. Clearly, you're interested. You're asking questions. I love it. I love it. <laughs> there are so many people like you. People like you puke. It's important that we explain to people what how to do same <laughs> voice scan. People like me, bro. <laughs> I love it. I love you, bro. No, you're unique. You're one-on-one, of course. But um, that's why I like newly. <laughs> I like Newlish because he provides like resources and the rare Satoshi society also, they provide resources so that you understand what it's all about. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, gents, 
it has been an absolute pleasure to have you with us. Um, I gotta say, there's, there's so much to learn about uh, ordinals. There's still so much to do. Um, but, you know, thanks again for all of this. We're gonna dig further into it. Pew, there's, uh, there's a lot more to learn, baby. A lot more to yep, learn. Yep, yep, yep. And I'm... And, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm I'm excited, bro, because, like, we have Karmic, who it's all about, you know, getting up in terms of, like, the ordinals. He know his stuff. And even, like, next week, we also have, like, uh, people from, like, you know, projects. I think it was Generative XYZ, right? That's, they're going to be on, on with us. So, it's just going to be, you know, more deep dive into. And, I mean, I love the space. Uh, as we proceed day by day, we learn something more, right? So, Karmic... Uh, Moonquacks, do we have anything special that uh, we're giving out to the audience today, bro? I'm giving one of my Moonquacks for sure. Uh, Moonquacks, uh, are you open to giving one too? Yeah, no, I uh, sent you a DM. We're happy to sponsor that. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, so we'll work with you offline. But, um, yeah, I don't know how you want to do the giveaway, but uh, happy to support it. Yep, guys. Right, you, yep, guys. <laughs> so you, you heard it. You know, today's space is Friday. A lot of people has popped off, but it's your chance because you know what? You guys stay up to the end. All right. So all you have to do is like, retweet, give a comment in terms of, you know, what, what Wacky asked the first question, which is, you know, are you guys on ordinals or not? So we will base off the like, the retweet, and also your answers on the questions to pick the winner. All right. So basically, any sort of engagement will help you in terms of winning it. And once again, you know, I'm excited to tell you guys that, you know, we've been such a pleasure to have you. We are hosting this every day, Monday to Friday at 10 p.m. GMT plus 8. Um, so, you know, we talk about what's hot in the NFT market, latest alpha, also invite good projects as guest speakers. And once again, thank you, Moonquacks, for being here. Um, love that you guys are doing absolutely amazing in terms of like you know your your set numbers and stuff like that looking forward for your burning day and also guys next off monday we will be having our first uh pull-up which is gonna be a new system whereby you collect it from monday to friday and every monday we'll open up so-called new restaurants whereby we will be giving out like you know crazy stuff so we start off with ROAs, which is a coin or token used by the Kaiju Kings, and just going to be more stuff after that. 